Hello, and welcome to the season premiere of Gen X Has Something to Say, a podcast created for African-American Gen Xers by an African-American Gen Xer. In this episode, The Gen X Crisis, our host answers questions about reaching the milestone age of 50 and his goals for the season. Please like, share, and subscribe to the Gen X Has Something to Say podcast. It is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Enjoy the show. great day of releasing our first episode of season two on March 25th. It just so happens to be on the day of my mother's birth. So I want to take the time to shout out Shirley Payne. She is the greatest woman that I know that exists in this world today. And if it wasn't for her, I would not be here today. So to my mommy dear Shirley Payne, I love you and the happy 83rd birthday. And I hope it is as special as you are are so great people we are here uh we are celebrating uh the season premiere sec two um so today we want to talk about the gen x crisis the gen x crisis so i hear you what is the gen x crisis well this term for me is coming from uh last season uh i was 49 and to kick off this season in between those times i turned 50 years old how about that a whole 50 years old so we are at this age where um we are able to look back over our lives and take an honest assessment and The crisis part of that comes in, we are constantly dealing with where we are today versus where we thought we'll be and the decisions that impacted one of those two realms. So for um, me, uh, it's definitely um, a space where I am trying to um, make that assessment. Um, you know, we all have thoughts and dreams, you know, we all, uh, if you go pull out your, uh, your memory book from high school when you graduated. I don't know if y'all still do that these days, but we had like a whole memory book and you wrote in there how much a cheeseburger was going to cost, what you were going to be doing, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. And, At 50, you get to go look at that book and say, oh, wow, I ain't doing none of that. I don't have any of those dreams or, you know, you don't have to go back that far. You can go back to being 25 or 35 and you had these dreams and goals and visions about your career, your love life, uh, where will you be status in life, your 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 social capital, any of those things where you wanted uh, goals that you have for yourself. And 50 is where you get to look at it and say and look at how you've achieved those things on what the decisions you made did it impact how did it impact those things so that in essence can become a crisis um your um your generations before us they just referred to it as midlife crisis and it was more or less thought of as you know this is uh somebody who's getting older they're in their late 40s and their 50s their early 50s they are trying to do something to hold on 
onto that youthful exuberance that they've had for so many years. It is father time catching up with you in a lot of cases. Uh, you're looking at it from a standpoint where uh, when you go work out or you go to the gym, you can just wake up, show up at the gym, work out, and pounds fall off of you. Well, on this side of the game, you're going to have to stretch for 20 minutes. You're going to have to put that knee brace on. You're going to put that ankle brace on. You got to put on all this stuff just so you can compete or work out to the space where you thought you used to be. And it can be an ego crusher when you can't lift the same weight or you can't dribble by somebody or you can't hit a ball as far as you used to be able to hit it. But, you know, the good thing out of that is that you're still uh, working out. You're still doing those things. And it's, it's, a, it's a great space to be in, but it also can be kind of a crisis moment because you are looking at your life and depending on how well or how bad you see it, but depending on whether you are in a state of depression or you are in a state of hope or excitement for what this side of, of life brings to you. So uh, it's just kind of a, a, you know, a thing. It can be taken good as bad or bad, or it's just a situation where you kind of have to take that assessment and you have to decide what the rest of your life is going to look like. And for me, I know just, I got it just like everybody else got it. You always get this question. Well, how does it feel? Well, it didn't feel any different. Uh, I was 49 on January the 26th. I turned 50 on January the 27th. I felt no different physically. Now, I say that with having in mind that I woke up on January the 28th with a sore knee for no reason at all other than just being a sore knee. I work out regularly. Um, I've been eating better. I'm happy to report that after being uh, uh, pre-diabetic for the last two years, I finally got my health together and my eating habits better, my working out consistent, uh, sleeping better, all those good things that is necessary in order to uh, be better healthy. Uh, it helped my number. So I'm no longer pre-diabetic. Thank God for that. So all those things play a part, but yet my knee wanted to be hurting on January 28th. So if anything that I had to physically say that I, I felt different, I felt some type of way about my knee hurting for half the day on the January 28th. But other than that, uh, I didn't feel anything different physically. It's just a mental aspect of you take a look over your life. You look at uh, your wins and your losses. You think of the choices you made. You think about the people you lost, who you would want to be here Um Definitely was something to to kind of work through. Uh, my sister not being here, uh, my dad not being here, losing my uncle, uh, my closest uncle, five days before I turned fifty, and then having to go um, uh, see him off uh, a couple of days after celebrating my birthday. Uh, definitely some things that you know brings your life into a perspective and you think about how you want to live the end of your life and where you are, where you want to be. Uh, could you have been in a different place had you made some different decisions? Those are things that I consider and I think about when we talk about how do you feel or how do you feel about, how did you feel about turning 50? Because look, hey man, I'm, I'm just two months into this thing. So uh, definitely I feel good, I love it. Um, you know, the gray hair, as you see, um, or if you can see, 
Uh, I wear it proudly. I've been graying off and on uh, since I was in my early 30s. Um, just little patches here and there, but now my face said it's done for. Uh, you're going to be a whole lot of salt with a sprinkle of pepper, while my head is saying you got a good little bit of pepper with a lot of salt in it. So I'm enjoying it. I, you know, getting old as a black man is definitely a blessing, uh, and being in, in decent health that I'm in is definitely a good feeling to to be in this space. Definitely a good feeling. Thank you for listening to our episode. Our show is not possible without the generous contributions of our sponsors. This week, we highlight Urban Express Kids Incorporated. Urban Express Kids Incorporated is a door-to-door transportation service in Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas. For more information about their services, please visit their website at www.urbanexpresstransportation.com forward slash Urban Express Kids. Thank you, Urban Express Kids Incorporated for your generosity. Do I have do I have regrets? Absolutely I have regrets. Who who doesn't have any regrets when they turn 50 about some decisions that they've made? Um uh, for me I would say the biggest regret that I had and had to really work through for a good portion of my 50 years would be not um getting my undergraduate degree in the standard amount of time that it should take to get a degree, you know. Most colleges these days are uh uh, they're given extended, they say five to six years, depending on what your major is. But uh, when I was going through my college matriculation, it was four years. Well, um, when I got there, you know, I was a, a student that didn't have to work as hard to to um, to make better than average grades, only to get to college and you find out uh, your study habits and the way you do things is not necessarily the best way to do it. Um, and that took me for a loop. Uh, for a couple of years, I found myself chasing, uh, chasing the academic uh, space that I, I should have been in, um, uh, finding the work ethic. That's the best word. That's a good way to put it. Finding the work ethic to return to the grades that I was accustomed to making prior to getting to college. Well, um, a lot of time and a lot of uh decisions to enjoy college affected how I was able to achieve that work ethic. And, you know, at some point the school decided I needed to take a break and I took it Uh, in between that break taking, I ended up uh, working and moving off campus and, you know, those things get good money and good times will uh, delay any dreams when you are young and uh, you thinking you got a whole life ahead of you. Uh, So I made those decisions. I live with those decisions. And, um, you know, I finally got to a space where I I took a break, a a long break. Uh, What was meant to be one to two years ended up being seven to eight. And um, the whole time that I was, you know, moving through that, I always felt a type of way about it. I felt, um, it was a source of depression. It was a source of shame uh, because I was one that was educated uh, in a sense where I would be in conversations and I would be with my friends that had already graduated from college. And I didn't feel any different except for the fact that I didn't have my degree. And it just was a conversation I stayed away from. And even though I was successful in, in many other endeavors as far as job wise, even landing uh, quite a few jobs that required a degree, but because I knew enough about my field, I could operate in those positions and a little favor from God doesn't help. So um, 
through that time, I was able to um, uh, land a position in corporate America where I could, uh, where they paid for schooling and I went back and, you know, what turned out to be one of my biggest regrets turned out to be a, a, a achievement because I ended up uh, achieving that degree. I got that undergraduate degree and then I moved on and got a master's degree. So definitely it was a regret because I can look at it and say, yeah, I eventually went back and I, and I accomplished that goal. How much further in life would I have been had I did what I was supposed to do in the beginning and be in the space, be in this better space than I am. I am in now. So, and it's not to say that I'm in a bad space now. It's just like, I just look at it as where would I, where would I have been had I done what I was supposed to do when I was younger? And that's, you know, some of the challenges that we have as a generation, because we always have dreams and, and visions and, and goals for our life. And sometimes they get derailed in some sort, but uh, generation X has been one that has been resilient in how they operate with that and how we're able to move in those spaces. Um, that is one regret. Um, I have a regret of not spending as much time with my sister uh, due to unfortunate circumstances before she passed. Um, uh, you know, the, the, sadness in me says I could have done more. The situation says you did all that you can do. Um, so it's a wrestle that I have. I see it as a regret and counseling and said, it's just an unfortunate situation. So I'm still working through that and I still consider that a regret. Thank you for listening to our episode. Our show is not possible without the generous contributions of our sponsors. This week, we highlight Urban Express Kids Incorporated. Urban Express Kids Incorporated is a door-to-door -door transportation service in Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas. For more information about their services, please visit their website at www.urbanexpresstransportation.com forward slash Urban Express Kids. Thank you, Urban Express Kids Incorporated, for your generosity. What have I learned? I two things that I've learned. I would say the first uh, would be that faith, your faith system, and the God that you believe in, is a personal relationship between you and that God. You cannot find your authentic self without having an authentic conversation with God about who you are that is in gift and in shortcomings um my goal uh has been trying to find my authentic self as a person who believes as a person who's called and be that person all the time not like you're running around you're you're trying to be fake um but you know your faith system, because I am unapologetically a Christian. That is my faith system. That is what I believe in. And I think in that comes a space where we talk about being uniquely made by, uh, by God and uh, operating in that uniqueness to be authentically who I am and how I serve God and serve his people is in the realm of who I am, who you see. And I learned that, that, that faith is, um, is an individual journey. We talk about you have your own personal relationship with God, but it's another thing when you actively try to operate in that, given 
uh, if God calls you, if you answer that call, or you are somebody who is professing to be a Christian. I learned is that um, the friends, uh, the older you get, the smaller the circle of your core friends are, meaning those, your ride or die, your one friend that you can count on, uh, that that number decreases with age. And it's always not good. It's always not bad. Um, it's just some people are, are in your life for a season to be that close to you. And then there's some people that you discover that they just don't have your best intentions at heart. And you discover that you didn't have somebody else's uh, best intention at heart. You got to be honest with that. Some people you just didn't ride for like that. And you just wasn't a good friend to them. And for whatever reason, y'all were no, y'all are no longer friends to that capacity. So those are the things that, I, that I've learned. Those are the things. I've Thank you for listening to our episode. Our show is not possible without the generous contributions of our sponsors. This week, we highlight Urban Express Kids Incorporated. Urban Express Kids Incorporated is a door-to-door transportation service in Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas. For more information about their services, please visit their website at www.urbanexpresstransportation.com forward slash Urban Express Kids. Thank you, Urban Express Kids Incorporated for your generosity. What can we expect from season two? Season two of Gen X has something to say. Well, the best way that I can put this is um, I received a book from my pastor a long time ago as a present. I don't know whether it was Christmas or like my birthday or something like that. Uh, he gave me this book entitled Everyday Greatness, and it was written by Stephen R. Cope. If you have an opportunity, please check this book out. Um, he wrote this in the, in the description as a, as a gift to me. He said, uh, and close within these pages are principles and, and stories about lives that uh, achieved greatness. Uh, some of the people are known while some are lesser known. It is my prayer that they uh, will connect with the greatness that I know is within you. Um, in that same vein, I am seeking from this season forward uh, to be a champion to bring and celebrate the greatness of Gen X. Um, this season will start out by just pretty much having guest hosts on the show that are in different endeavors and careers in life and see what they have to say about Gen X. What wisdom can they share based off of the fields they're in? Uh, what questions can we ask them, you know, is what they see Generation X and where we could, our shortcomings or our greatness, all those things in order to show the everyday greatness. Because, you know, the, the, the thing about it, um, you know, this year uh, was almost, you can call it the year of Gen X. We started the year off with the greatest performance stage being the Super Bowl, being occupied by Gen Xers who were responsible for the culture that we are, well, for the, the expansion of the culture that we are serving, living today. Uh, that stage were filled by Gen Xers in all facets. What a great space to be in for that. And then as we speak, uh, as this Friday comes, uh, we have watched uh, our, our first 
African-American female woman to serve, be confirmed to serve on the Supreme Court justice. Well, guess what? She's a Gen Xer. So there's so much everyday greatness. And there's a lot to be said when you look at our track record, um, you know, really that playbook of what we've been taught. If you kind of do what you need to do, eventually this comes. Uh, that's for another conversation, another episode somewhere. But she's a Gen Xer. So look at how many great people are around us and, and things are coming to fruition. You realize that Generation X are is doing great things in our community and our world. So I seek to bring those things out and then to have conversations about our generation. So um, we're not, I think we're the best ever, but we do have shortcomings. We have um, some of the hiccups we have with millennials and Gen X were caused by the way we raise them. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the types of stuff that's going on in our, uh, our generation from our perspective as, far as it relates to life and culture. So I look forward to this season. Thank you so much for listening to me for these uh, good 20, 25 minutes. Um, please follow, like, and share our pages. Um, we look forward to, to sharing and dialogue on subjects and topics. Listen, we want to hear from you because those two perspectives, two, three perspectives that we're going to show, it's not all of Gen X. All of us have so, we are so diverse and so uh, different in the types of cultures that we have and backgrounds and upbringings and, and ways of life and theories and all those stuff. That's what makes us so great, and what makes us so creative. So I'm looking forward to your comments. I'm looking forward to dialoguing with you, sharing your perspective and diving deep into that. And who knows, you may end up being a guest on Gen X, have something to say. So thank you so much. Um, continue to live out the rest of your times and, and days being the great person that I know and you know that you are. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please share your comments, perspectives, and insights on our social media platforms. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Jen underscore X podcast and like our Facebook page at Jen